It feels good. Yeah. It feels good. Oh, said it feels good. Ooh, oh, 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 yeah. It feels good. If the rhythm feels good to you, baby, let me hear you say, oh, oh, baby. If the rhythm feels good to you, baby, let me hear you say, oh, oh, baby. If the rhythm feels good to you, baby, let me hear you say, if the rhythm feels good to you, baby, let me take you away. Hey, sweet baby, welcome to Love Life Skills for Leaders, where we heal the past, love ourselves unconditionally, and start our love lives over from a clean slate every damn day. I'm Candace Harper, relationship coach and hypnotherapist, and I help high-performing, perfectionistic people overcome loneliness and create meaningful, intimate connections. This is a mature conversation for powerful people who want to have their best possible love lives, whether single or coupled. Stick with me and learn why loneliness isn't contingent on whether or not you have a partner and how loneliness can be cured from the inside out. Also, make sure you subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are watching or listening. All right, let's do this. Gods and goddesses, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good all over. It feels good, honey. So I saw this really great TikTok. And shout out to at Jada the Gemini on TikTok for this. Take a listen. And he was doing the classic talking points. No women over 200 pounds, no single mothers, yada, yada, yada. So I hopped in the box and I asked him a question. But before he answered my question, he felt it important to know whether or not I was a single mother. No. Do I have a man? No, I'm not dating. I'm celibate because I don't want a kid right now. And there are a lot of things I'm trying to achieve. It's personal choice. Am I skinny? What does it have to do with the question, sir? Can you answer it? And my question was, um, why do you spend so much time focusing on the women who don't meet your criteria rather than speaking about the women who do? Maybe if you talked about the women who did meet your criteria, then, you know, they'd find you. I feel like that's logical, right? Because, like, if my type is, I, I don't know, like, short, blonde people, I can't see myself spending so much time talking about the tall, dark people I'm not attracted to. That doesn't feel like a logical adult thought. Right. So his response to my question was basically, if I can paraphrase, there aren't many women who meet the criteria of him and his friends. Apparently finding a single woman who is under 200 pounds and has no kids is very rare. So they have to talk about the things that they don't like so that women can get hit to them and then conform and therefore create a bigger pool of women who meet their criteria. Um that they can choose from. And I was like, do you not, so you're okay with someone conforming to what you want instead of being who they are? And basically he was. Maybe I'm being an alarmist, I don't know, but I found that terrifying. That whole mentality is terrifying. It's kind of like what Pierre's saying that basically the women to some of these guys are tools. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you like who you are. Become who I want you to be simply because it's what I want. So it reminded me of a couple of things that I say. The first one is what we focus on grows. And obviously that's not my own quote. I got that from somewhere. So by talking about bashing, complaining, noticing, criticizing, judging, shaming, and treating all of any gender like it's a monolith, 
We're basically saying to the universe, more of that, please. Give me more of that, please. And you see it all over social media, people complaining about whatever gender they're interested in and what is the problem with that gender, right? It's all we wanna talk about is what's wrong with the other. And you know that anything we believe about the world is true for us. Like that's how we create our experience. Whatever you believe about the other, whatever you believe about the world, whatever aspersions and, and criticism and judgments that you cast outside of you, they're gonna be absolutely true and your brain is just gonna keep coming up for things that support it because the brain supports our paradigms no matter how messed up or self-sabotaging they may be. So that means no matter who you encounter, no matter who you encounter, they could be the best of the best. Your brain will keep looking to prove you right. So for instance, if I believe that all men lie, I'm gonna be someone who's hypervigilant, suspicious, controlling, and uncertain around all men, around men in general, waiting for somebody to prove me wrong, which it's impossible for them to do that because if you've ever been on the receiving end of the behaviors that someone has when they believe something about you, it makes you either wanna avoid that person or you'll, you'll do things that actually live into what they think about you unconsciously, right? So if I'm around somebody who's hypervigilant and suspicious and controlling and uncertain around me, it makes me want to, you know, if I stick around with that person, I gotta start pretending. And what is pretending? It's lying, right? Or I gotta start sort of managing their feelings or um, you know, lie to keep my peace around them in order to be in their same space. If I'm healthy, I'm not even gonna stick around with them. I'm not even gonna deal with someone like that, right? So that is how we create our experience by believing something and believing something in a general way, making all women this or all men that, and then treating the people that we meet based on those beliefs, because those people are gonna keep, no matter who they are, they're gonna keep proving us right because it's our brain that's doing it. So that, right, in a nutshell. And then the other thing that I say that I actually came up with is that there's nothing more toxic to a relationship than refusing to have peace until the other person changes, right? So, if someone is in a romantic relationship and they're constantly showing you, you know, with you, and they're constantly showing you that they wanna change you, grow you, fix you, coach you, mend you, boss you, or put you down in those sort of like insidious ways so that they can enforce their superiority over you, they don't want you. They do not want you. They want what they believe they can make you into. And if you've ever been that person who's over-functioning and trying to make somebody better and make somebody be someone you want them to be, you know what that feels like, that frustration. You need them to be different because you don't want them the way that they are. You want the potential you see in them. And it works both ways. So if you are with a man, speaking to my women, a man who's treating you like that, he doesn't want you. He wants what he thinks that he can, he can force you into or make you into. And you, you don't, you don't want to be with whatever they're trying to make you into because just that, that very need that they have to adjust you is a huge sign that they have adjusting to do, right? And you don't want to try, you know, like uh, uh, Jada the Gemini said, you, you trying to live into what they expect of you, or at least how I interpret what she said, is you becoming something that is not you, something that you're not happy with, something that they're supposedly gonna be happy with, but they're never gonna be happy because their need to change you comes from something that's missing within themselves, right? They'll never be happy. And they are not your person. 
What they are is a representative of your trauma, a representative, a representative of what is familiar to you. They are your mom or your dad who was a critical controller, somebody who needed to change you, somebody who always criticized you. That's who they are for you. And it may feel like love. You may think that, that you wouldn't want to be with someone like that, but your subconscious is saying, yes, yes, that's familiar. That's what love feels like to me. That's how we were raised. That's what I'm used to. Someone who's trying to make me be better, someone who's trying to change me, someone who's trying to force me into being something. If you were raised that way, it's very, very common that that would be what you feel like you're attracted to then ultimately if you really check in with yourself you find that it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good to be with someone who's trying to change you and it doesn't feel good to be someone who's trying to change someone else that's not what relationships how they're meant to be so back to where our focus really could be where we could really build what we want back to where we can really put our energies and our bandwidth and what we what we're asking for what we'd like to see in a relationship just by focusing solely on what we do want. We need to focus solely on what we do want. If you're single, you're dating, if you're in a relationship, if you're wanting that relationship to work, or even if you're wanting to get out of that relationship, the most healthiest and um, least traumatic way to do that, to get out of it even, is to open up a whole new dimension, a whole new portal for creating intimacy focusing on the things that you want to grow, right? You're opening up a whole new level of power when you do that. And some people who don't know how to do that might think that it's being airy-fairy or silver lining or delusional or whatever they wanna call it, but it opens up a whole new portal of power because when you navigate life focusing on what works, you get the best out of everyone. Now, not the best to whatever your standard is, but the best that they can give, right? And sometimes the best that they can give is amazing for you. Sometimes the best that they can give is, is not what you need, is not enough for you, and that's okay too, right? But you always get that person's best. And so I'm gonna teach you how to open up that portal to that whole new dimension of creating intimacy with people. And it's as simple as focusing on the things that you want to, grow, want to grow. What we focus on grows. Give it all your energy, your love, your attention, your social media content. Start giving your social media to the things that you want to grow. All of us out here, and I know that there's a lot in the world that we want to negate, a lot in the world that we want to change and that we want to rage against, we want to fight up against. But the way, and Mother Teresa said it, I don't remember the exact quote, but she did not believe in, in a war on anything because in that resistance, you allow whatever it is that you wanna to change to grow. By resisting, by fighting, you grow it, you give it your energy, you feed it, you, it's like a fire. You just keep feeding it and feeding it and feeding it, it gets bigger and bigger. But when you focus on the things that you want to have happen, when you put all your energy and your love and your, and your attention into the things that you wanna see, not the things you don't want to see anymore. You take the, your moment to notice what you don't want to see and then it's done. Then you focus on what do I want to see and where can I find that? Where do I look for that? How do I explore and look for that? So the best way is to put all of your energies, all of your platforms, all of your things towards what is it I want? What is that juicy, amazing thing that I want to attract into my life? How do I want to be living? What do I want to see? What do I want to teach and help other people to see? So you want to release complaining about the people that you claim you wanted. You say you want to date men. You say you want a great man. Stop complaining about men. You say you want a great woman. Stop complaining about women. 
You say you want a, a, a great, any gender in between, stop complaining. Stop complaining about the people that you say that you want. It's a conflict of energies. And what you're saying, like I said to the universe, is more, 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 more of that, more of all these things I'm complaining about. Start giving all of your attention, and I mean all of your intention, attention to the God energy in everyone. And I promise you, you will get the best that everyone's got to give. So some will have way more than others, and that's fine. But like I said, the one for you, the one that is for you is going to have all of the greatest things that you want. And because you are taking the time to notice and look for and focus on those things, you're going to be able to recognize it. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to recognize it. And you have to recognize those things in order to actually experience them. So I came up with 10 things that represent God energy. And because, you know, most, I'm mostly talking to women, most of these things have to do with male energy. However, women can embody these things as well. So this is not a one-sided conversation. Interpret it however you need to interpret it. But for my main audience, the first one, quiet confidence. Quiet confidence is God energy. It does not have to self-aggrandize. It just is. It's just, it's natural. Quiet confidence, it raises the energy in the room because it's, it has a personal peace to it and it inspires everyone to feel good about themselves. Not because, uh, you know, someone who's quietly confident doesn't need to walk in the room and say, this is how you should feel about yourself or, you know, this is what you need to do. Someone who's quietly confident, which I, I know that's ironic with me telling you what you need to do right now. <laughs> But we're talking about in your intimate relationship. So someone who's quietly confident is someone you might be attracted to and be in a romantic relationship with. They don't have to tout their greatness. They don't have to self-aggrandize. It's how they come in and how they, they are with themselves that inspires other people. It makes other people say, wow, like I, I love the way I feel around that person. And it's not an outward forcing. They don't have to force other people to feel good. It's I feel so peaceful within myself. I feel so good within myself that I radiate. It's like warmth. The warmth radiates from them when they're quietly confident. They know who they are. They're peaceful with who they are. They've done their healing work. They have done their work. It's not just, you know, they're not living in an echo chamber. They actually like, you know, have communities and they have support and, and they've done, they do their work on themselves. The work is never done, but you know, it's a continual thing. So they're peaceful. They're peaceful when they come into a room and it's, and it's very inviting, right? Number two, God energy to look for and appreciate rather than that thing we do where we're always looking for red flags, right? We're always looking for all the reasons to shame and criticize and judge and negate somebody. We, we're so good at that, right? What we often don't give ourselves opportunity to do is really like find this God energy and focus on it and grow it in other people and be inspired by it and allow that to be a cycle of abundance in our connection. So number two, a man who's exuding his God energy is unafraid to treat you like a goddess. He's unafraid to do that. And men who don't want to do that, men who, who talk about that as if it's, you know, some kind of bad thing or makes you weak or makes you beta male or whatever, it's because they're afraid to do it. <laughs> they're afraid to treat you well. They're afraid of what you might do to them. They're afraid there's gonna be repercussions. They're gonna get hurt. They're gonna get abandoned. So they put on sort of like a bravado, like, you know, I, I don't have to treat you in a special way. But a man who's giving off God energy is unafraid to treat you like you are a goddess. And there's no attachment to making you be one way or another in order to do that. He's gracious because he's gracious. He's not gracious because you're deserving of graciousness. 
And the reason that he can do, do this is because he realizes that all women are not a monolith, right? It's not, you know, because you've seen the behavior of one woman or 10 women or 20 women, however women, many women you've known, they are not a monolith of all women. They don't represent all women. So a lot of times I think we forget that, you know, even in a full human lifespan, we're on this earth for such a small, tiny, minuscule amount of time. And so the experiences that we have don't, they represent just like a microcosm of an amoeba of experience of humanity, right? You think about all the years that humanity has existed and, and hopefully will continue to exist in whatever incarnation, that it's so vast and there's so much that we don't know. So when we make assumptions about an entire group of anyone, no matter what color they are, no matter what gender they are, no matter what age they are, you know, all those, those ways we try to categorize people and then give an overall general view. So we make up a belief and we treat them like they're a monolith. And then we behave out of our beliefs and our beliefs, our brain keeps saying, yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. And everything that we encounter about that, that counter group of people it aligns with what we believe. And so the, over years, the belief becomes stronger and stronger. And then that's all we experience from others, right? So a man who's given God energy, he knows that he'll have the experience that he chooses to create. And so he chooses to create his experiences with people from nothing. So every new person that he meets, he's creating from nothing. He's not pulling from the past and then recreating what he experienced before. Right? So, um, yeah, just getting unstuck from those beliefs, unstuck from that paradigm that says, oh, because I've known five men that cheated, that's who men are. That's what men are. Or because my father, you know, was an alcoholic or an addict and, you know, he always lied or he was violent. That's what men are. That's what I'm going to experience with men. That's how it is. It's reasonable for us to do that. We're human beings. That's all we know to do as we're growing. But the journey of life is the understanding that being stuck in what we know, being stuck in, in what only we have experienced is exactly what creates that experience over and over again, is exactly what perpetuates that experience. It's exactly what perpetuates our pain, our trauma, our, you know, the things that we don't want the things that are distasteful to us. Number three, God energy uh, expression. He has unwavering love. So a man who is in, in God energy or has God energy, is love is unwavering. He seeks to understand. He seeks to understand everyone. And that doesn't necessarily mean that he compromises uh, you know, who he is. It doesn't mean that he um, sacrifices or is looking to please anyone or is attached to needing to please anyone, but he actually has a curiosity, a wanting to understand other people, a, a need to, to be proven wrong from whatever he's experienced. A man who's in God energy or expressing God energy, he wants to explore this world because this world, that's what this world is. It's just a big playground for us to be exploring, not for us to like, you know, pick one spot, stay there because we're afraid to play with the other toys or, or get out there and experience something different than what we know, right? So that is the kind of God energy that you're looking for. Someone who assumes the best leaves the rest. 
right? So a lot of times, you know, people will have sort of negative assumptions about others, or they'll have expectation that other people will cheat or lie or, and I'm not saying that they won't, obviously they do. It is something that happens in the world. But if that's how I, I walk around through the world, that's who I attract. It's those people that align with what I believe. Right? I believe everybody's a cheater. I believe everybody's only out for themselves. I believe no one ever shares. I believe all those things. That's exactly what I continue to create. That's what will continue to show up in my life. So in God energy, I assume the best and I leave the rest because I trust myself. I know that I'll never lack. I know that I live in abundance. I know that I'll always be taken care of. I know that even something that looks like it's a bad thing that happens within everything that there is opportunity. I trust life. I trust myself. I trust the processes. I don't have to control everything, right? God energy, God energy stuff, honey. He engages in active listening, active listening that, oh my good, like God protect every, every person. I was going to say every man, but every person who engages in active listening. So not, not the thing that a lot of people do, just stay quiet long enough for you to talk, <laughs> but actual heart opened listening. And you can tell when someone's actually listening to you. If you've ever been in a conversation on a date with someone and you know, when you're talking to them, they just get what you're saying. They don't have to agree with it. So we, sometimes we confuse listening with agreeing and those things are, we can't collapse that together but they get it. Someone who gets it. And sometimes, you know, we're at different intellect levels, so they don't always have to cognitively have full understanding of what you're saying. If it's above their head or, you know, whatever, it, they can't wrap their mind around it. That's okay. But even that there's an authenticity in that where it's like, I'm trying to get it, or I want to understand, or, um, I feel like it's, it's complicated. So lay it out for me even clearer. Like that's the energy of someone who's coming with God energy, right? Um, the last thing that, that a, a man with God energy wants, the last thing that he wants to do is change you or to have you change or to make you change. So anyone out there who's trying to train you, teach you, force you, or parentalize you into being one way or another is not your romantic partner. He's just not. He can be your teacher, he can be your business coach, your athletic coach, or your step-parent, or whatever. <laughs> but someone you're in a romantic relationship with, and I say this to women all the time, if you don't like him the way he is, you don't like him. If he doesn't like you the way you are, he doesn't like you. Now, there is something to be said for how we inspire each other to grow when we're in a healthy romantic partnership. But notice I said inspire. We don't coach, force, criticize, judge, push. And I'm not saying I've never done that, but as soon as I find myself doing that with someone or wanting to do that with someone, I know I'm with the wrong person. If I find someone who's just constantly like, uh, 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 in my ear, I know I'm with the wrong person. That's a, an immediate sign you're in the wrong romantic relationship when there is constant criticism, pushing, coaching, forcing, making, uh, trying to do things to, to have you do things, trying to motivate you. In a healthy romantic relationship, it's all about inspiration. We inspire each other just because we be who we are right? Not because I need you to change. I need you to be what I want you to be. That is problematic in a relationship. That's what kills relationships. And that's what kills any possibility in those early dating stages. 
you know, and I've been there. I've been the criticizer and I've been the cri the criticizee. I've been the one who's like, ah, no, too much. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it if you want a romantic partnership. And if you're looking for the, for the God energy in that person, you'll notice that they don't give you any sort of sense that they need to do that. They don't give you that feeling that they need to change you. It's like, I love you just the way that you are, or I like you just the way that you are, and you'll know it. And if you're someone who often looks for that criticizer, that judger, it's gonna feel uncomfortable at first. It's gonna feel uncomfortable to be with someone who just says, you can, you know, you're not talking too much. Like, whatever you wanna do. Like, I'm, I like you the way you are. What you did is fine. Like. You know, don't worry about it. Like, like, don't, you don't have to change for me. Like, I don't expect you to be anyone but who you are. That is a beautiful thing. That is love. That is love. When someone gives you that energy of don't be anything but who you are, exactly who you are, what you believe in, all of that stuff. When someone gives you that energy, that is love, right? We need to stop being out here thinking, I got to find somebody so I can make them into what I want them to be. <laughs> Because that's not what romantic love is supposed to be. And too many are getting caught up in that. All right. So God energy, God energy. So number seven, we're already on number seven. So a God will go out of his way for you. That's also goes back to honoring you as a goddess, but he will go out of his way for you because he is resourceful and he just doesn't think in terms of lack. He's not worried about whether he's going to get something in return for going out of his way. He's not worried about, you know, that whatever he gives or that he does will be wasted if he does it because he's not giving or doing it from a place of attachment. He's not trying to force anything out of you. He's not trying to make sure that you are or aren't something. And this goes for all of us because we do it too, right? But he will go out of his way and he believes in his own abundance. He believes in his own flow of abundance. He believes the more contributive he is, the more comes back to him. So he doesn't mind. He doesn't mind overflowing, overflowing onto you. Now, if you're somebody who's there to just suck somebody dry, you're not, you're not gonna last for very long with that. And it sounds like, oh, you know, if I'm a gold digger and I want everything, that's just the kind of man I want. But there's going to be different things about you that make you not a space. And it's not, oh, that he sees you as a gold digger, because as soon as he's judging you in that way, then he's not that great of a guy anyway. It's someone who is generous because they have abundance, because they have flow, because they know how to overflow. You're not going to be someone that, they, that attracts to them. You're not going to be somebody who... Um, who, who they, they attra attracts into their sphere. They're not going to see you as someone that aligns with who they are, not because they're judging your, your um, need, not because they're judging your lack, but because you don't have, if all you're looking for is you know, someone to gift to you, gift to you, give to you, give to you, you don't have the, um, the energy that will align with what that person comes with holistically. Right? I don't know how to like, like, I'm trying to think of good examples with it so that it can be understood. So for someone who actually is generous because they're generous, not generous because they want something back, they attract generosity as well. They attract a space for generosity that yields because they're not attached to the yield. They're, they're only looking to appreciate. Right, but for someone who gives with attachment and wants something back, meaning like you always, if, if you want me to pay for your Louis bag, you always gotta show up looking like a 10. So that's transactional. So that's what you'll attract. 
And transactional is fine if that's the energy that you want. That's not God energy. But if that's the energy that you want in your love relationship, just know what you're in for. It's not sustainable. It's not really love. But people do business transactions all the time. I'm not a hater. We're talking about when you want that God energy, when you want that kind of generous, contributive, flowing, abundant kind of love where it just flows because you're both coming with that kind of energy, right? We're talking about alignment. So a man who's aligned with himself, a man who's aligned with God energy is abundant and resourceful. So he will go out of his way for you. He doesn't have any crazy rules around you know, I don't pay and I don't do this and I don't do that. And that's this. And he doesn't judge other men for doing like, that's not God energy. A God energy man is like, I'm a man. I'm a protector. I want a queen, a goddess. I want somebody that I can value and nurture. And that's what they look for. That's what they focus on. That's what they contribute to. And that's what they grow. That's what they inspire. Number eight, he actually cares that you are well. He cares that you are well, mentally, physically, all of it. He wants you to have things that fulfill you outside of the relationship. So he wants you to feel supported and ecstatic, especially if you're gonna mother his children. He is all about your happiness. He wants you to have all of the things that make you feel like a whole and and well-rounded woman. Uh, A God energy man is not looking for someone who, who their life is consumed with his life because that in itself is a burden. <laughs> That's a burden for anyone, for someone else to their their well-being to be completely contingent on my existence or the work that I do or the money that I bring home. If you're not going to be well unless I'm all of these things, that is a toxic relationship. Right? So we got to be able to come into a relationship where we both have holistic uh interdependence right? Where we can be well without each other and just get better with each other. And we do that through focusing on the things that work, being in gratitude about the things about each other that work, not looking for what we can take, not looking for what is wrong, which is what we often do. Number nine, he wants to communicate clearly and concisely, right? A God energy man wants to communicate with you and he wants to be clear. He wants to be concise. He wants you to know all the information because he's not trying to manipulate you or play any games. There's nothing to hide. There's nothing to try to impress you with. He's not trying to put on an image of something for you. He's not trying to, to, you know, be a brand for you or anything like that. He just communicates clearly and concisely. This is what's going on, baby. I know I said I would be there at five o'clock, but I just had a little fender bender and um, everything's okay. I'm okay. I just got to get everything straight, do what I need to do. And I will be there, you know, 15 minutes, half an hour later than I said I was going to be there. Don't worry about it. It's all going to be good. Well, are you okay? Yes, I'm totally okay. I don't want you to worry. It's all good. Now, I'm not saying that some sociopath can't be, you know, out cheating and that's the lie that he gives you. I'm not saying that's not the case. But what I'm saying is that if you are dealing with someone who their communication is is um, uh, elusive or their communication has a mystery to it and we're talking consistently over time or they don't want to communicate or they're annoyed if you ask them questions or they're annoyed if you if you want to engage with them and have conversation that's not god energy that's not god energy if you're looking for god energy that ain't it right gods don't waste words they communicate honestly they communicate with integrity 
That's just, that's just what they do. They're precious, they're inspirational. They make you want to honor them. They make you want to honor them not because they ask you to or force it out of you. They make you want to honor them because you can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. You can't help but honor them. You can't help but, but love and respect them because that's the way that they communicate. And then number 10, Ooh, number 10 is why I'm singing my song. So gods make love to you like you're the woman that they wanna learn intimacy with. Let me say that again for the people in the cheap seats. Gods make love to you like you are the woman that they wanna learn intimacy with. I don't care how many other women they've ever been with, a God is confident enough to be a sexual explorer. A sexual explorer. A God realizes that tools, tricks, and, and you know, mastering certain methods and stuff you learn in porn and you know, whatever will only get an interaction so far. I mean, you can get some techniques going. You might learn how to do a few things. You might learn how to cause female ejaculation and all the tricks and tips and books you can read and all that stuff, and that's fine, that's great. But it will only get your interaction so far. A God is not just trying to manipulate you to feed his ego and win your fake orgasm. A God is, is, wants to be in exploration with you. He wants to unite with your soul, honey. He wants to uh, unite with your soul and he can inspire you to let down your defenses, not because you wanna compromise yourself to please him, but because you, you, you're giving yourself to him is your very way of expressing that feminine energy that he ignites in you. That giving yourself over, that full um, surrender is expressing the feminine energy that he ignites in you, right? And he ignites it not just because he's swinging dick and in your imagination you're thinking, oh, he's tall with a big dick and a lot of money, so let me just, let me just do, let me be performative about sex. Let me just give him what he wants. Another transaction, that's transactional. That's transactional. That's not God energy. God energy lovemaking is I have so much affinity for you. I am in this moment with you. We are exploring this together. That's why when someone says that they're good at something sexually, you always have to question because then you know they have a method that they do. They have a thing they do that maybe has worked for some people. And they think, oh, so I'm so good at this. No, you're good at it if you are present, if you are able to go with the flow of how the other person shows up and both people are doing that. That's what makes you good at a sexual encounter, exploration, presence. And yeah, sure, there'll be some things that you know that, that tend to be crowd favorites, <laughs> depending on how many people you've slept with. <laughs> there might be some things that you know, some little tricks and things like that. But if, if your sexual overview is a bag of tricks, that's not God energy uh, sexual exchange, that's transaction. God energy sexual exchange is newness. It's newness every time you can make it newness. It's exploration. It's what do you like today? What can we try out today? Not what can I force you to do so you can pretend you like it. Not <laughs> what did I learn in porn? Not you know what book did I read to learn this masterful trick so you'll be impressed with me. It's not that, that's all transactional. And hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying do whatever you wanna do, whatever makes you feel good. 
But if you want that kind of God energy, intimate connection, you want the person that you have sexual encounters with to be present and explorative and new and quietly confident and you know, just knowing that bodies do what bodies do and that it's not performative and it doesn't have to be perfect and it's okay, it's all good. Like can be with it, enjoy it, love you through it, all that good stuff. So that was number 10. And so after all of this, you just wanna be able to ask yourself, my sweetheart, my sweet baby, can I be on the lookout for the things that I do want to experience with another person? Can I be appreciative of those things that they do that I really like, that I really want? Can I start tracking those things rather than what we often do, which is track all the things we didn't like? Make up all these reasons for why something isn't good enough. Make up all these reasons for why something didn't work or what was wrong with this person or what is socially unacceptable or whatever bullshit reason we have for putting other people down. Rather than do that, can I be on the lookout for the things that I do want to experience with another person? Can I focus on those things and give those things my love and attention? Can I be full focus on the things that are working, my gratitude? Can I be authentic and show my appreciation when I experience God energy in another person? Right? Can I be just expressive? Can I do things with them for them? Not just sexually, but just in life in general and sexually. Can I do things with them for them that, out, that are out of my expression of love for them? Not performative, not what I'm trying to make them think of me. Just me showing them what I think of them as I am recognizing and appreciating their God energy. I don't know any man who, and it, you know, those, those of you who are gods and kings out there, I see you all the time. I see you on social media. I know you're out there. I know a couple of you, right? So I know that you've experienced what it's like to have a blowjob from a woman who is giving you a blowjob because she loves you and wants to love and appreciate you, not because she's trying to perform and make you like her. The difference, I would imagine, not having a penis myself, but the difference, I would imagine, is vast, right? Because I know that it's true for women. Whatever a man does sexually for me, I can tell the difference between him doing it sexually for me because he wants to show me his appreciation and affection or doing it because he's being performative and wants me to see him as sexually masterful. Such a difference. Such a difference, such a distinction. I don't know how I got back on that. The other question is, can I be authentic and show my appreciation when I experience God energy in another person? We just talked about that. Most importantly, am I a space for all those things to flow towards me? Am I the high vibing energy that will have those things flow, to, flow towards me? Am I goddess energy? If I want a God, if I want a King, I gotta be a goddess, I gotta be a queen. Right? And that doesn't mean start beating yourself up, saying that you're not. It means look for the things within yourself. Start with yourself. Start with looking for those things within yourself that are God energy, that are goddess energy, that are, that are queenly. Focus on those things, cultivate them, grow them. And it's not your ability to be you know, a boss bitch, although that does come up. Sometimes we do have to be that and there's nothing wrong with having that side of you. It's not your ability to do that. It's not your ability to you know, wear designer from head to toe. It's not that stuff. 
It's those things that I talked about. It's your ability to be present. It's your quiet confidence. It's your, your peace with yourself. It's your knowing of yourself. It's that unconditionality that I always talk about, that I believe so strongly in, that is so important in this day and time with everything that's going on in the, in the world and in our culture and you know in our politics. It is just so important to have that self-knowing peace, that inner strength of being aligned with thyself because there's so many people out there who are not and some of them are making decisions about our lives. So it's more important than ever that we know how to do that, that we be that, right? I gotta ask myself, you know, if I'm still chasing men who need for me to work, to be good enough for them, if I'm compromising myself for the sake of a man who doesn't know himself, if I'm constantly looking for red flags, but then I'm ignoring them anyway for the sake of a big bank account or a big penis or height, I still have some work to do and there's nothing wrong with that. But if what I want is that God energy, I gotta, I gotta be healing myself into my goddess energy. That's where I wanna be. It's time to start putting all of our focus on the things that we want to grow, the things that we wanna have, um, uh, nur that we wanna nurture into fruition, the things that we wanna have manifest in our lives. But we gotta start from within. Start from within and grow out. Fill yourself up, overflow. We cannot change our beliefs about others until we heal the beliefs that we have about ourselves. And all those criticisms, all those things we make fun of and put down about other people, all that shaming that we do, it's all just projection. It's all projection. It's all the assumption that what we think about everybody else is, you know, that everybody else thinks like we think, everybody else sees it like we see it, but there's, there's inferiority out there. And so we just project, project, project. So if you find yourself judging, criticizing, having all kinds of negative things to say about a group of people that you wanna date, if you're someone who's attracted to men, someone who's attracted to women, someone who's attracted to any gender, you find yourself constantly criticizing, it, you know, it's, there's no uh, uh, shame in being single around that, but there's a moment, there's an opportunity for me to say to myself, what am I projecting? What am I not healing within myself? And how are these disempowering beliefs keeping me from having what I want if I don't have what I want? And you can be single and have what you want. So, you know, don't get me wrong on that. I'm not saying, oh, that's why you're single or any of that bullshit. Don't even start buying into that. But if you are, and, or if you're in a relationship and you just feel like you don't have what you want in your relationship, what am I projecting onto that other person? What am I refusing to appreciate? What, do I, what am I not having gratitude around, right? Where is my goddess energy? Because I cannot have a god or a king unless I have goddess or queen energy. I gotta know how to appreciate, have gratitude. I gotta know how to focus on and grow the things that do work. I gotta know what to focus on, what to give my energy to. The things that I want, not the things that I don't want. <laughs> I don't know how, like I, I could say it so vehemently, like I could keep going on all day, but that's it. I mean, we've been going for a while now. I'm good, a good 40 minutes in. I've been trying to make these shows shorter. Not so much this time. Anyway, if you're ready to turn your love life around, if you're ready to be done with all of that crap, you're ready to bring out that goddess energy and start attracting what it is you truly want in other people, truly want in your romantic relationships and truly want in general. If you are ready to do those things, go to bit.ly forward slash love life skills for leaders and sign up for a consultation. Let's sit down, let's have a talk. Let's see if I can help you. 
right? I don't take on everybody. If you've not been to therapy, go to therapy first. Do that whole, do all your unpacking because you need to be able to talk about your trauma once you get to working with me because we're gonna get into action. You need to be able to healthfully stand in it and say, you know what, this is what happened to me. And you know, how can you help me get out of the mindset, the beliefs, the paradigm that got me stuck? You need to be able to get to that point once you get to me, because once you get to me, I'm gonna be, it's gonna be so intensive and I'm gonna be pushing you so hard. If you haven't dealt with all of that stuff, you're not gonna be able to do it. And I won't even take you on. So make sure you got a therapist or you've been through therapy, you've done all that work. Hit me up and let's work together. Let's do this. And pretty soon you'll be able to take my free assessment to find out if you are giving off the goddess energy that attracts gods, right? I'm gonna be posting that assessment pretty soon. You'll be able to take that assessment and you know find out what are some things that maybe might be blind spots standing in the way of you being able to express that goddess energy so that you can align with it besides just your judgments and your criticisms. That's it for now. I love y'all so much. I want you to follow me on Instagram and TikTok. It's at Candy Love Coach. And I am Candice Harbor Love Coach on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, subscribe, sub subscribe. And tune in next week. I promise next week I'm gonna start doing the segment um, Love, Lyrics, and Lies. I've, I have songs listed. I do wanna do the segment, but I keep having too much content. To, in order to do it like I'm I gotta figure out the time anyway I do I will do it I promise you I love you so much and that's it until next time keep being unapologetically lovable unapologetically lovable and keep giving yourself grace I love you so much my sweetheart mwah, mwah, mwah. bye now